1: No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bimoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. bootiche.com link in the
0: description of the podcast.
1: Yes, cuz it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Hello and welcome to Throttled Adventures. I am Cody and Chappie's over there on the other screen. And then we have two more screens this two time. More. Chappie, do you want to introduce
0: our awesome guests? I would be delighted. Today we have Nathan and Chris Fant from the YouTube channel For the Love of Knobs. And uh, they also do great work with the BDR as well. Nathan, Chris, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks so much for having us
0: yeah it's great to be here thanks for having us you guys have been on youtube for quite a while now and the editing and stuff like that do you guys both share in that or is it just one of you that does most of the like editing work because i know that's the it's the dreadful stuff (laughs) i'm gonna gonna (laughs) only
2: one of us has the patience to do that (laughs) and it is not chris
3: (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna let chris talk about her experience of youtube because i think she gets some slack given to her really? is that fair <laughs> what what is
2: oh i just <laughs> i may have a, a history a reputation to uphold for dropping my bikes in rivers dropping my bikes in challenging to start from spots <laughs> so i might take a little plaque for that but that's okay <laughs> But yeah, no, we, we love doing the YouTube channel. It's been sort of slow for me to warm up to because I barely watch YouTube. (laughs) So, um, and I use it very functionally, like how do I make or fix or do something? So it's been a little bit slow to warm up to, but the more we've done it, because I like having the memories and Nathan likes having the memories and we like to show it to my mom mostly, but, you know, all of our friends and family. (laughs) Um, it's become a really special thing where we get to both preserve our memories and we're making all these new friends. Like we connect with people through the channel and I never saw that part of it. And connecting with people to me is the best thing in the world.
1: Isn't that crazy? Um, I mean, I started the YouTube. It was about what bike, where you are going, what this and that. I didn't think of the people really at all. Yeah. And like here, we're talking to you guys and we're just meeting such, cool people it's it's
0: amazing and it's a total side benefit like
2: yeah who would have thought didn't see it
1: coming and i love
0: yeah it. having friends all over the world i mean it's just just because of uh a little video <laughs> yeah and so to
3: specifically answer your question too about um who does like more of the the back end work um that's that falls pretty much all on me but um chris is our creative director Is that fair, Chris?
2: (laughs) I thought I was the comic relief. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Well, you
3: know,
1: we're a small shop. Our budget is very limited. You just got a promotion,
4: Chris.
0: (laughs) Pay raise, too.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Double.
0: What? Uh,
1: Nathan just left. (laughs) Okay, it's my turn. I've got... uh, Question Well, I'm gonna give you a little grief here, Nathan. Oh boy, Harry. oh,
0: Nathan's getting the grief.
1: It's a good thing, it's a good thing, though. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, it's really Nathan's 100% fault that I became an ambassador for the BDR because I was trying to chicken out and I reached out to him. He had just released a video about uh, himself becoming one, and he ached me on and said, Oh, yeah, you don't need experience, you don't need to know how to wheelie. <laughs> So thank you, Nathan. I thank you. I hope the BDR thank you. Hey, um, you know you're welcome.
3: I just pointed you in the direction, man. It's all you, brother. You know, folks. That's one of the exciting things about you know getting involved in the motorcycle community and doing YouTube and just the the connections that you make. Like we said earlier, but also the inspiration sort of builds upon itself, right? And so if you see somebody else doing something cool and you're like, hey, I want to do something like that, you know. that sense of, of, I could be like them and it removes those barriers about things that you feel like you maybe can't do if you can see somebody else achieving that same thing. So, man, I gotta give you hats off, Cody, cause it's
1: all, it's all you, buddy. It, you know, I'm here for you <laughs> if you well, need me, but all you. Thank you. And on the same topic, I'm gonna ask Chris a question because what really scared me is that I think they talked you into like talking or something. <laughs> When you first joined up, so how was he to deal with before his uh, presentation or, or public speaking? Was he was he fine with it? Or
2: <laughs> um, I would say it's funny actually. I was watching Nathan the other night. I'm going to go answer your question this roundabout way at the Portland showing of the Wyoming BDR, and he got up on the stage and he goes, "Hello, Portland," and I was like, "That is not the man that I met." 10, 11, 12 years ago. (laughs) This is like the coolest thing ever. I feel like he has grown into these roles and pushed himself in ways that you would like, I would never would have expected. And it's been so cool to watch because before the presentations, he's a studier and he's like, Oh, I don't want to just give a presentation. I want to be good at presenting. So I'm going to do my research and find out what makes a good presenter and then he does it, and he has this amazing ability to like research something, learn it, and talk about, and make it happen. Uh, without even like, I guess he practices beforehand, but it's like it's amazing to me how he can synthesize the information and make it happen. So <laughs> so cool. Wow. Yeah, I think that's, the BDR—that's
1: a real compliment. That's I, a, I yeah. to say
0: I I saw a clip. Uh, Dork posted a clip of you up on stage, and you looked like you have been doing it your whole life. Yeah, that was like maybe the third time I've
3: ever done public speaking. Yeah, <laughs> maybe fourth. I...
0: <laughs> wow. So thank you, thank you for that. Well, you... Good prep work then. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know it. There's a flip side to the coin though too, because and I, I really want to. I'm not superhuman. Um, the flip side is if I fail, it's like it's a big deal, and I take it as I take it as a struggle. You know, it's really hard if I do don't do well. Cause I'm pretty hard on myself, but at the same time, it's like that gives me the energy and the motivation to do better next time. And so it's all about how you see it and how you take it. Right. You can use that energy to be self-deprecating or you can use that energy to say, Hey, you know what? Um, I didn't do so well this time. So I'm going to work extra hard next time. So I like knock it out of the park. You know, my expectation went up because I know that I could do better.
0: That's okay, yeah, Great. Spoken oh, like I a true motorcyclist. <laughs>
4: That's the truth
0: <laughs> yeah. Didn't make it through the mud mud pit this time I'm going to make it through next time
1: <laughs> Totally We just make it because uh, it's hard to pick your bike up When you finally get sick of picking your bike up That's how I get better I'm just like, I can't lift it anymore I have to make this obstacle <laughs> Been there
2: <laughs> It's so much less effort to ride than to pick up bikes, right?
0: <laughs> right Yeah, so much funner <laughs> Less bruises. Chris, what is your first motorcycle memory or your how you got into motorcycling yourself?
2: Um, so <laughs> if we go way back, I don't know if you remember the the movie The Lost Boys. <laughs> <You> do <laughs> and there was Star <laughs> on the back of the motorcycle. <laughs> so <laughs> that and the karate kid, right? That's what I grew uh. up with. I saw those people on those bikes riding on the beach, and I'm like, I want to do that someday. But didn't have any real, like, no mentors, no role models, nothing like that until I met Nathan. And he went on a motorcycle ride for our first date. And I was on the back of his sport bike. (laughs) And I don't know how long it took me to say, like, I want to do this myself. (laughs) And he said, (laughs) knowing just how clumsy and uh, how much lack of body awareness I have, he's like, let's start you on the dirt. (laughs) Instead of with 2,000-pound cars next to you. (laughs) And so he got me a little tiny dirt bike, and I started. It must have been like three weeks after that very first ride, <laughs> I started riding a oh, wow. teeny tiny oh, wow. eighty-five. I think a Honda <laughs> CRF eighty-five, <laughs> and it was yeah, love it first ride, really. I mean, it wasn't good at it at first ride. It took that took another ten years <laughs> to get mar- marginally competent. I would call myself, <laughs> but yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. You're like, I, I want to not just be on the back anymore. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And he cared about you enough to take you away from the semis on the road. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good job.
2: Yeah. When I got onto the street, I'm I'm sure that my guardian angels were there because I had some really crazy close calls because of my lack Oof. of skill and awareness. <laughs> I was like, if I didn't believe in angels before, I do now because I should not be alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Nathan, are you a, a voice in her head as an angel? Do you, um, I, I'm just asking. I tend to do this to my wife now. Remember. <laughs> right? and, and I say all the things I should do and probably don't. But I'm just wondering maybe. Well, two things on that. Do you guide two, her? Or two does
3: she two just things on it? that, Cody. One is that I have no idea what's going on in Chris's head at any given moment. Usually it's about 50 <laughs> things at once. Um, the second thing is, if you've been married long enough and you know that you love the other person. You also know how to ignore them really well. And so there's some great feedback that I've given her that she says five years later, you told me that a long time ago, speed makes things easier. And now I know it does. I was like, yes, it does.
1: Yes, it
2: does. There are some things you have to learn. Credit
1: even (laughs) five years later, it's better than not getting credit at all. That's awesome. (laughs) So Nathan, your, your same question. Um, first either favorite motorcycle memory or first what brought you to motorcycles?
3: Well, I'm going to answer probably in a similar way that Chris did, because I mean, you know, the inspiration to ride motorcycles is I think more meaningful than my favorite ride. It's hard to pin down your favorite ride. Like you take so many amazing rides after 20 years of riding motorcycles. It's like, gosh, how do you pin it down? Um, but yeah, so the, the inspiration to start riding really was from my brother and my um, stepsister, not stepsister, my brother and my sister in law. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> they both got into riding and uh, had motorcycles, and I got the chance to ride my sister in law's bike. And it was 10 feet into just letting the clutch out and realizing, gosh, this, like, I know why I was put onto this earth. Like, I could feel it in my body and my soul. Everything I was in my being was like, oh, my gosh, motorcycles are for me. And I had no idea why did I waste all this time of my life not doing this thing that, you know, you could totally tell it was like, this is for me. And so it it only took me ten feet of riding, and it was a crappy Chinese dual sport. I mean, it was like this like Gy two twenty Honda knockoff clone Chinese thing. It was total piece of junk, but um, it was like it's two wheels, and I love it.
1: Wow, that's that's pretty yeah. powerful. I like that. It was pretty powerful. I keep trying to talk myself into that I'm supposed to ride motorcycles, but I don't believe it yet. Shit. <laughs> 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 Still have to do it though. Wow. Is that the bike you picked Chris up on? No, no, this was,
3: (laughs) no, I I don't think, well, no, it did have that Lost Boys vibe though. Um, so yeah, she probably would have liked it. (laughs) You, you are keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I picked her up on a, uh, Yamaha FZ 06. I think it was. And, um, Back then, I wasn't really into dual sporting. I didn't really understand why people would take a bike that's both bad at the trail and bad at the road on a motorcycle. I just had no idea why a dual (laughs) sport was something somebody would like, you know, because, like, the sport bike is fast and it goes around corners really well. And the dirt bike goes on trails really well. Why would you want something that does both of those things poorly? But, yeah, (laughs) that changed.
1: Do you still feel that way?
3: No, uh -uh. uh-uh. And, in fact... (laughs) Gosh, that the KTM 790 that I have is—it's an amazing motorcycle. It it does both. I mean, it rips on the street, and it's a
1: pretty capable dirt bike too. I mean, it's hard to beat that. You just pulled my heart. So <laughs> I got I got to ride a 790 because uh, the guy I took on the BDR busted uh-huh. his shoulder, and I had to ride it like four miles out for him. I've never had a smile so big on my face. I mean, I hit the throttle and I was doing 40 and it felt like I was doing 10. Those things were just so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So nice bike. And I believe Chris has a brother or sister of my bike. Are you still on the 690?
2: I do. I still have my 690. Yep. (laughs)
1: 30,000 miles on it? Yeah. Really? Uh Yeah. Nice. Wow. She's doubled mine. Crap. I've got to get on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got to weld
0: your gas tank back together. I already did that. JB weld. <laughs> Do, does the 690 have the gas tank under the seat as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what holds our luggage. I yeah, I couldn't believe Which that. wasn't a problem. Guys,
1: I don't know if you know, but I just changed luggage. I am now going to be carrying a Husky on the Husky with me. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a sizable dog to carry on the back of a bike. It is, and uh, so I got it from the Go Roughly. They make the canine cockpit, which is awesome. But I didn't realize how long my dog was until I got it. But...
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't wait to see videos of that, Cody.
1: <laughs> He's pretty excited. He's a little nervous still. He won't put the darn hundred dollar goggles on. He hates, <laughs> but he he likes the bike. So that's a that's a win. Uh, Chris,
0: you, you've uh, you've ridden several adventure bikes. Uh, you've ridden. I've seen the on Nathan's, and I saw a video where you got to ride the Harley Davidson. So, how would you compare that to some of the other bikes that you've you've ridden? Did they, they hit a home run with that bike, or
2: I, you know, I'm really impressed with the Harley. It was. Definitely, it's bigger and heavier. Like It feels bigger and heavier, and that tank is really long. So for a short person, reaching the handlebars when you're sitting is a little bit awkward. But I, I was just so surprised off-road. I've got to it two or three times off-road now. And it's a really, really capable motorcycle. And wow. on the street, wow. it's just a hoot. <laughs> it goes really fast, all of its own accord. It has nothing to do with the pilot. <laughs>
1: That's that's what I hear. It's in the manual. Uh, the, the rider is not responsible for breaking speed limits.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and it's so smooth.
0: <laughs> did the one that you tried, did it have the suspension leveling where it squats down when you stop? It
2: does. Yeah. It's still a little tall, and the kickstand's in a funky spot. So if you're short like me, you cannot put the kickstand up while you're on the motorcycle because <laughs> your heel won't reach the kickstand. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But since I don't do that anyway on any of my motorcycles, it's not a big deal.
0: <laughs> that that's kind of ingenious, though. That uh, you know, it, it sits down a little bit. I mean, it is. Where has that been all these years? It's
2: brilliant because you get the right height off road, and then you go to a stop sign, and you can touch the ground.
1: Right. I found a solution to that. The poor man's way. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a, put more luggage. On. <laughs> <laughs> or your husky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> oh,
3: More I want to say the Multistrada, the new one, also has that same self-lowering suspension. Or they're coming out with it. Really? Oh, wow. So is this going to be a thing for all bikes? That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think you have to spend a lot of money.
1: Ducati. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Darn it. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, Nathan informed me. If the BDR gives one away, I can't win it. No,pe. I, I told that story. Yes, to Ron. Yeah, Chappie, you're the. When I became an ambassador, Chappie, you're the only one that can they win one. Given away, uh, they were they were giving away. What was it? The 790. Uh huh. It was the KTM, and uh, I entered. And I swear it wasn't even two minutes. You, you were you were razzing me. You're like you're an ambassador. You can't win that, Cody. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, I mean, I was like, "Oh, that's good. It goes to a good cause." But it it was awesome because like as soon as I posted it, you were right there, like, "Hey!" Uh. <laughs> My wife thought that was so hilarious. To make sure you didn't get your hopes up. My wife up. thought that was it's funny. <laughs> yeah, the thank you.
0: the guy that yeah. won uh, the the Yam- Yamaha this past year, not that far from me. He's probably about an hour away.
3: Oh, cool! Very mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool bike. Did he end up riding
0: it, or did he ship it? Do you know? I. Th- I think he wrote it, but I could be wrong. He put up a pole, ride it or ship it, and it was heavily, oh, yeah, it was heavily leaning towards the ride it, but that's a long <laughs> sure. ride. Is that even a question, though? I
3: mean, if you've got the time off, why not, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that's just yeah, the, the I mean, time off. That's
1: If you win a bike... I'm taking time off. I'll quit my job. I'm going to get my bike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't need a job anymore Spenzel. if you have a bike.
1: <laughs> Spends explains a lot, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, probably about two weeks back, and I know Ben from Moto Camp Nerd like put it in his stories. Somebody was complaining about motorcycle travel prices. They were saying that anybody that said motorcycle travel is cheap is lying but then they went on to list shipping the bike from texas to like washington and the price of the motorcycle and it's like that's not actual motorcycle travel the, the traveling is cheaper hey once you have the bike and the gear it's really cheap
1: mm-hmm. and if you compare that to the hundred thousand dollar truck you have to buy and the hundred thousand dollar rv plus gas it's way right. cheaper and a lot funner i
0: think Definitely more fun,
1: (laughs) Nathan. I'm dying. I'm dying to ask you a question, though. You had the seven hundred one. I don't think you still have it, do you? No, I sold it. Is it gone? Yeah. Okay. And you went to the seven ninety, right? Why did you switch, and are you happy that you did? You know, on
3: on BDRs, the seven ninety for me is a better bike than the seven hundred one for for my riding um I tend to not like hauling the bike to the BDR I like to ride to the BDR so wherever I'm going whether that be you know Utah or Colorado whatever I prefer if I have the time I prefer to ride and the 701 is I mean it's a capable bike it's plenty capable of doing all that highway no problem um I really like having the con- cruise control the 790 it's a little more comfortable as far as like you know the smoothness of the engine and it doesn't vibrate as much um it, it the stock seat sucks on both bikes <laughs> so yes. you, you yes. do have to do a seat concepts, seat, on,
1: seat concepts. on either of them yeah
3: <laughs> but it's just more of a comfort thing i think um i definitely noticed the first time i went on some technical stuff that you can't hit things quite as fast as you could on the 701 um it's just more of it's more of a dirt bike <laughs> right
1: but yeah i'm pretty happy with the decision yeah Awesome. That's that's kind of a selfish question because, you know, we always look at other bikes and it always happens. But uh, I was on the seven ninety eight ninety train. Now my wife's kind of on the 901 when she saw the seat because that's her thing. Yeah. I had to buy – I had to get her the BMW so she can go with me pretty much because the seat because I couldn't find one for the 701 that made her happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: dirt bike seats that, suck.
3: That 901 is pretty sweet looking. You know, I will say, though, um, for me, the 790 Adventure R or the 890 Adventure R is my preference R. just for yeah. the suspension. Um, suspension. Yeah, it's just the better suspension really makes a difference. And the rally even takes that up another level. But, you know, if you're most people, I think the Norden 901 is probably an awesome pick. And, uh, you know, if you're not hitting stuff super hard and jumping things and do crazy stuff and I don't know. It's probably just fine. So perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Cody, I think you would appreciate the other suspension.
1: Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good to get educated before you spend all, all your money and then get educated. Yes. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, test test ride if you can. Well, yep. Nathan, you how, how did you come to the BDR like? You found out about the BDR then wanted to be an ambassador. You've had quite the journey, I think. Um, my first exposure to the BDR was actually with Chris.
3: Um, we'd been riding dirt bikes, trail riding dirt bikes for a while. Um, what do you want to say? Three or four years, Chris, something like that.
4: Yeah.
3: And I had gotten a KLR 650. It was my first dual sport and we did our California trip where we, um, every year we take a honeymoon ride. We call it our honeymoon. It's really our anniversary. We take a motorcycle ride in May and, uh, take the bikes somewhere warmer because in May in Oregon, it's just not, not the weather's not amazing. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> this particular time, Chris had a Ninja 250 and I had a KLR and she was enjoying watching me go on the Lost Coast and, you know, go on these little dirt side roads and stuff and have a little fun. And she's sitting there on the next to me on the pavement going, gosh, I wish I could do that. And so uh, we got back and she was like, man, I want a dual sport too. So we got her a little XT 225 and uh, we decided, hey, we want to try this thing out together. And we, we checked out the Wobder, and it was like, oh man, this is actually kind of cool. But what happened on the Wobder, Chris? <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I figured I'd been riding dirt bikes for a little while and dual sporting couldn't be that different. And it was a freaking road, right? It's just a road. So I was like, let's do the advanced section. That'll make it more interesting. Our first time dual sporting. (laughs) (laughs) It went really well until Nathan turned around and looked at me and I rolled off the throttle realizing, like, what am I doing? I'm like rolling over rocks and going uphill and then I dropped my bike. And then I just dropped it and dropped it and dropped it. And we got to the top of the hill, and I just so tired, I rolled into the middle of the field and just fell off my motorcycle. Which
3: <laughs> just yeah, I think was, you gave it all.
2: I think <laughs> yeah. that was Clem.
3: Was that Clemon Mountain where I think
2: that was Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Section
3: two of the Wobber it, it gets pretty gnarly on the advanced section. You know that that section two of the
1: wobber is it's something rocky, something special. <laughs> Have you done it, Cody? I have not. uh, You guys started it on fire, somebody out there. I was supposed to do it last year, darn it. (laughs) And as we were getting ready to leave, uh, like we heard a good portion of it was closed because of fires, which were really bad last year. So So I look forward to uh, Washington. I have a special love for Washington. I lived in Spokane for about a year when I was younger. Beautiful, beautiful. It, it's a great BDR. You know, my fa-
3: particular favorite is like the upper northern sections. Um, as you get closer to Canada, it gets more and more remote. And gosh, it is just so pretty up there. But yeah, to um, to specifically answer your question about my involvement with the BDR, it wasn't really until we did the Cabder and um, Ron West reached out to Chris on Instagram and said, Hey, we want I want to meet up with you guys in um, what town is that Bishop, I think. And yeah, I want to hear what, what you guys thought about the route and get your thoughts on it. And I was like, Holy crap, a movie star reached out to us. You know, to me yeah, he was a movie list. star. Yeah. <laughs> reached out and said, Hey, I want to get together with coffee and get coffee with you. And I'm like, Holy crap, this is crazy. And so uh we, we missed him in Bishop, but then we got a text because we we were out of service, and we got a text later and he says, Hey, why don't you guys come up to my cabin? I guess it was a condo in Mammoth and stay the night. And I was like Heck yeah, I want to go see Ron West, a movie star, and stay at his condo. This is amazing. (laughs) And so we did, and we met up with him. And it was just really his personality and how warm and kind um, and excited Ron is about, you know, getting people involved in the BDR and the organization itself and inspiring people to do cool stuff on motorcycles. He's just an inspirational guy, and that, that just planted the seed. And ever since then, it's been like gosh, what else can I do for the BDR? I just, I, I don't want to say no to anything. Any opportunity that comes up, I, I'm right there.
1: That's awesome. And uh, just so both of you know, uh, he was on recently on our podcast and he could not speak highly enough of you oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, he pre- pretty so much he called you guys movie, movie star. stars as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm I'm just sitting here thinking and I'm sure I'm gonna get spanked for this later chap. He's gonna shut me off. Shut you off. I mean if a movie star calls calls my wife and asks us to come stay tonight, i to be like, nervous
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why my wife went to Maryland with me last two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> no, Ron Ron is such a sweetheart and you're right, he's just passionate. I can see how how that would have got you hooked in. Chris, do you help with the B D R um is that something you want to do? I'm, oh
2: yeah.
0: I'm just curious because I don't I don't know. I was gonna yeah. say you're so you're listed on the website as an ambassador as well.
2: I am. Yeah. She it was is. it was interesting because around that time I think I had been interested in applying for to be an ambassador together. And I think I don't know, we just were on our way to California. So we didn't do anything with that. And then Nathan was really inspired and I've got a lot going on in in the motorcycle world. I'm on the Rabbit Women's team and i do some teaching and I don't know, i do a lot of different things. And so it was like, once Nathan started being an ambassador, I was like, maybe it's good. Maybe he just kind of needs his own thing. But then I just like to say yes to things. And I think somebody had reached out and said like, do you want to be an ambassador? I was like, well, kind of. Yeah, because <laughs> I, love, I love giving back to organizations that I think are doing good work. <laughs> so I applied and they accepted me and I get to like, I've gotten to go to, you know, the what was it? The international motorcycle shows and speak there. Um, I've gotten to do like work with Nathan at events. We love taking the BDR booth and just talking to people. Like it'll surprise me when we're at an event, like a rally um, tour check or giant loop and people are like, what's the BDR? (laughs) Like, Oh my gosh, I am about to introduce you to the most magical thing you can discover. (laughs) Right.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Where (laughs) were you guys 10 years ago? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. Yes.
1: That's I refer to it as the best kept secret. Yeah.
2: Because
1: I I didn't know until a couple of years ago. Yeah. And man, changed my life. I have like sure.
2: fantasies about getting our network of ambassadors to make sure we've hit every single motorcycle dealership and brought materials in, so that anytime a dual sport is sold, people get information about the BDR. <laughs> that would be a dream to me.
0: That is i have that a is good awesome. relationship with the honda dealer up the street
2: there we go <laughs> uh,
0: and <laughs> you know <laughs> i've told him <laughs> that me and cody were supposed to do the route and he expressed interest hmm. we should talk later about something about that because he's yeah he's, he asked
2: yeah that's awesome because i think yes. it is it's like you said cody one of the best kept secrets And then I've also gotten to do little bits of scouting, but that's just Oh, that's so funny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Bryce Stevens called me and I had to do a reroute. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Isn't that terrible? Terrible (laughs) What was hard is I had to ride them twice because you know I had to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Forward and backwards.
2: (laughs) Sorry you had to go through that.
1: (laughs) And then it's it's Utah, so six months later I get a call. Can you go check and make sure that closed section is still closed? <laughs> sure. I'll go. <laughs>
0: an excuse to ride your motorcycle like you'd need one?
1: Any, I, I don't even need an excuse, <laughs> but, man, it's just so cool. Such great people like you, Chris, and you, Nathan. And, you know, when Bryce calls, I remember thinking, like, the movie star. I was like, when I saw his name coming up, I was so nervous. I'm like, <laughs> babe, it's it's Bryce from the – from the BDR movie, what do I do? She's all answer the damn phone.
2: She sounds very practical. She <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: She is awesome. My better half, for sure. <laughs> he gets the eye roll. Yes, I get the eye roll a lot. Now, she's been bugging me to teach her to ride, and, and I should.
2: Or bring her out here. I'll teach her.
1: <laughs> Sweet. And, and Nathan, I think, told me good advice. If you're going to teach your spouse, have somebody else teach her. Yes, absolutely. Do not do what we did. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. But look at you guys. You turned out great. You take motorcycle honeymoons.
0: Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Something worked.
2: It did work. <laughs> but we do both tell you know, everybody to like get professional instruction.
3: <laughs> you're going to come out of it that's either awesome. one of two ways. You're going to come out of it as friends or enemies, and you never know. It's a 50-50 shot. Right. Yeah. I, I like
1: being married. So I'll, I'll let somebody
3: yeah,
0: else teach. I, I'm going to attempt to teach my wife this summer, um, at least Ooh. to the point where she's comfortable starting with the clutch. And then once we get to that, I'm going to try and get her some dirt courses out by Cape Cod. And then hopefully the the core, uh, what do they call it? The training wheels where they she gets the license at the end of the weekend.
2: Nice. Well, you know, Jocelyn Snow and Candy Spangler both have really good videos, like things that you do before you turn the bike on. Mm-hmm. So that's usually my advice to people is to find that type of video, because there's a ton of things that once you're riding a motorcycle seem really obvious, especially if you've been riding a long time, but that those beginner steps will teach. So I, I just advise people to like check out the things that you can do before you get on the motorcycle to learn balance, to learn the one yeah. foot down techniques. Um, and to get really comfortable before you even turn the bike on. That's good really, advice. really good
1: advice. And Chappie, she's receptive to Jocelyn because she just met her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chappie went down and saw
0: the premiere. And- I told the wife I was going to Maryland to the premiere, and I says, you want to go? And she's like, mm, not really. I says, well, I'm going to rent a car then and go meet Jocelyn Snow. And next thing I know, she's saying, when was that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is awesome.
0: But I walked away from the event where she's committed to <laughs> wanting to learn to ride. She met Jocelyn. Jocelyn's actually the same height with three-inch heels. Mm. <laughs> just, Whoa. But just listening to Jocelyn talk and talk to people and seeing her enthusiasm. And we met uh, Chad Warner, who did 10 BDRs last year, and hearing... Oh. Jocelyn and Chad talk about Great all that guy, stuff. But... My wife walked away from there wanting to experience some of that herself, which mm-hmm. we don't feel that we can do two up on a, an adventure bike. You know, it just. You're going to leave that to me, Chappy? <sighs> two up off road. Yeah. The no, I...
1: My. My wife's the one on the back telling me, Don't be a wussy, go, 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 go. And yeah, you know? I'm like, but you're on the you're on the back. And I'm I'm not kidding. She's like, let's go. <laughs> it's awesome. Nathan, I'm gonna kinda ask your permission here. Uh we spoke a little bit before the podcast. And uh something kinda got brought up that uh is brought up and to me and Chappie it doesn't seem so much, but um as a woman writer, I guess it's Awesome that you're out inspiring and stuff. We we don't even think about it. I mean, we've had Jocelyn Snow on. She can ride circles around me and all my buddies, you know, so I don't even think about it. But um, first of all, I want to thank you for inspiring other women Absolutely. and men because yeah. inspiration is inspiration. Um, but is there anything that you love about uh, inspiring others or any challenges that you want to talk about?
2: Um, so as far as being a woman writer – I think the piece that I really love is like, you know, taking off your helmet, somebody sees you that never thought they would ride a motorcycle and they have that moment. I've had that moment with women where they're like, that's a girl that just got off that bike. And I've had women then say to me, like, I've never really thought about it. What do you think about riding motorcycles? And I've had some keep in touch and then they go and get a motorcycle, which I think is super cool. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And then, even on Instagram, like people that I've never met, sometimes I'll meet them and they'll, it is, it's really special. And they'll be like, you know, I, they'll, they'll look at me and I don't, again, I don't consider myself to be a great writer. I'm just kind of muddling through and I do get better. I know I'm getting better, but I always have so much more I want to do for my own skills. And they will talk about how I'm inspiring them with where I'm at right now because they're struggling with things I might have been struggling with years ago. And that's been really special to me too. Cause I, I didn't set out to inspire anybody I just put myself out there as like, and this is reality. I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody I'm not on Instagram.
1: <laughs> right. That's the hardest part. I think mm-hmm. my hat's off to both of you for sharing uh, mm-hmm. not all successes because there's a lot of channels and Instagrams that everybody makes every obstacle on life looks perfect. So I yeah. hear that you're inspiring people. I mean, I already knew you were and Nathan has obviously inspired me and Although, Chris, uh, what happens to us poor guys when our girl doesn't want to be on the back anymore?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. It it does get to be double the cost, you're right.
0: (laughs) But double the fun as well.
2: (laughs) Totally double the fun.
0: (laughs) A honeymoon every year on
1: motorcycles? Awesome.
0: Yeah, that's dream come true. What
1: a great idea.
0: Yeah. So, Chris, uh, staying with you, you mentioned something about uh, Revit. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Tell us about
2: Yeah, I'm on the women's adventure team for Revit. Um, Revit's a gear company uh, based in the Netherlands, and... I just really appreciate their support of women writers. They started the women's team to create more visibility for women, but also to get feedback about their gear because a number of their developers, even though they have both female and male developers, maybe the women don't ride off road in the Netherlands, or, you know, maybe they have guys who are developing gear, but they don't know maybe some of the special things that women may prefer. Um, one of the great developments I've seen since I've been on the team is pants that have pockets the size of, I'm looking for something like three quarters, to pockets a size I can put my whole cell phone and my wallet in. <laughs> they, they laughed because they're like, seriously, all we ever hear from women is how much they want pockets. <laughs> um, but they, make, they do make great gear and they try to get the women together as the team's growing. I don't know if this is going to happen quite as much, but they try to get all the women together for an annual event um, nice. just to grow the bond. And again, raise that visibility uh, with COVID. They've been one year they took off and didn't do any events. And then last year they sent us all to sort of separate smaller events. So we'll see what happens this year. I don't know if there's a awesome. plan in the works yet.
1: That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. And thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun.
1: My poor wife is currently using my uh, Revit Scent 3 pants because she needs boots and pants, so. (laughs) Pants. I don't know. I'll have to ask you later if there's a good uh, pant for her her, because she doesn't like wearing my guy pants. At least that's an option for her.
3: (laughs) Our height (laughs) difference, there was was no option for Chris and I to share anything. (laughs) Even motorcycles, that's been a challenge to try and share. Chris's bikes are all lowered and um, my bikes are all not. And so she can't easily, I mean, it's difficult for her to ride my bikes. She can do it. It's just, it's more difficult.
2: Yeah. Not my choice when I'm doing an entire BDR to be on a bike that's like six inches or 12 inches too tall for me.
1: (laughs) no. Like sometimes is okay, but like for a seven day camping trip or whatever, riding mm-hmm. all the time, that could get real old. Well, it's when fine reach if down you down and tip yeah. over because you thought the ground was there and it's not.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine when you're on the asphalt, but when you're on the dirt, sometimes you stop and there's a divot between your tires, and mm-hmm. even even as a tall person, sometimes it's hard to reach the ground
2: sometimes the ground is not there (laughs) yeah actually you know what's funny about Nathan's 790 is he had never ridden one before he bought it but i had ridden (laughs) 790r (laughs) (laughs) when i went on my rivet women's tour in canada um i had taken my bike up there and there was somebody who was really struggling with that height of that 790 and i was like i'll ride it and it was it was hilarious Only a couple of tip overs because literally I'd put my foot down and be like, oops, the ground was further than I thought it was. (laughs) 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 But I loved that bike. Like, I think on technical stuff, it would be a harder bike for me to ride because it's bigger and harder to maneuver. And I like to go slow and it doesn't like to go slow. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh, I came back and, like, they were laughing because they're like, you just jumped like a (laughs) four-foot, you know, gate. (laughs) Yeah. I came back and told Nathan, "I love that motorcycle," and then he bought one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you get a commission?
2: Um, yeah, I get to ride it when I want to. So. <laughs> that's even better. That's
0: even better. Oh, that's funny. Wow. So... so, what do you do
1: now, Nathan? I'm going to jump to to Nathan. I, don't, I feel bad. You're not. You're not putting time out over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do now for the, for the BDR? Oh gosh. Uh, my official title is routes
3: manager. Um, and so that particular job has me answering email questions. People will um, send an email to route info at ride BDR.com. It's listed on the website. If they have questions about the routes that they can go there and ask questions and it, the questions vary so much. I mean, there are just a huge plethora of questions people want to know about riding a BDR because if you've never done it before, or if it's your first time, you know, you've you've maybe you've got some street experience. There's just all like from what kind of tires to run to how to navigate on a GPS to how to get the tracks on your phone to I mean, just anything. Do the, do the routes work on a jeep? I get that question a lot. Uh, what's and so, the answer? <laughs> no. That's
0: what we should tell
4: them.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very diplomatic about it. Um, the The official stance is the routes are not really made for four wheeled vehicles, but all the roads are public and they're all jeep width. So, with the exception of some northern parts of the Northeast BDR, they're all two track roads. And so. Um, that's part of the job. The other part of the job is to keep the website updated from, uh, the respective of route updates. Uh, there's a lot of issues in the, you know, during the riding season where there, maybe there's a monsoon and it washes out the road or like, you know, like you were having an issue on the Utah BDR that you helped us with. Thank you so much, Cody. There's, uh, You know, something washes out. We've got to find a reroute. And, you know, I can't necessarily be on all the routes at all the time, but I can get reports from the community and from BDR ambassadors to provide those route updates on the website. So it's really about just keeping people informed about how to get access to the BDR um, in all the ways that I can. And I really enjoy helping people, you know, get out and explore the BDR and be in the back country on their motorcycles or their Jeeps or whatever they're going to get out there and do. That's really my job at the BDR. Um, there's the other fun stuff, too. I get to I'm on the route scouting team. And so I get to be a part of the committee who decides, you know, where the route, the new routes go. And I get to be on some of the scouting teams. Usually what happens with the new routes is, you know, you would form a local scouting group and then there's sort of subject matter experts within the BDR scouting committee. So like, um, you know, I'm on the Oregon route. Uh, Ron West is on the Northern California route. Um, We've got some other folks who are helping us with Montana. So it's sort of like, you know, there's a core team, but there's then your specialists who know that particular route. And so that's kind of the main things I'm working on, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff
1: too. (laughs) Well, Nathan, what again, is the title route routes manager okay so here's the thing you're never going to be done not no i'm trying to bog you down but they right. just keep making more routes <laughs> yes. there's more every year and i'm
3: i'm sitting here scratching my head you know because we're about to go into the start of the writing season i'm scratching my head going how in the heck am i going to keep up this summer because it every year it's frantic it is a lot of work to to Because I'm pulling in data from the Facebook groups, I'm pulling in data from emails, I'm getting info from Derek Roberts, who's our social media manager, he gets a lot of DMs and messages, which we totally appreciate. I mean, like, this information coming in is a great thing. And we really want to stress that that the information coming from the community helps us a lot. But it is, you know, it's a big job. You like you said, it never ends. And so and it's a part time job for me. I'm also working a full time job. So it's just there's a lot.
1: And and try to keep up with Chris on the bike.
3: Yeah. Well, she always wants to go riding and I'm like, dang, I got to edit videos and I got to do route updates. I got lots to do. We just need to clone
1: you, Nathan. We need to clone you. We need more, of more people like you. <laughs> oh, I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, it definitely was.
0: I told Ron uh, I live in Massachusetts. If you need anybody in Massachusetts to do a scout or to go check something out, I'd be more than happy to. Oh, thank you. That's super helpful. And I don't think you have an ambassador here in Massachusetts or Vermont and stuff. So I'm oh, we're g- like we're literally take five European. minutes. No, I don't want <laughs> a title, but I'm more than happy to, to help in any way that I okay. can probably take you up on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i i don't know how much like in-person help you guys get to do i i don't know if i can Chappy might have to edit this out um there's another rider that i think is a revzilla woman but i'm not sure if it's been announced yet revit, revit sorry anyway they got stuck in utah and i got to go help them literally get out of the mud all day and oh i got to meet him and it was so cool and i show up and they had a dog on the back yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's meant to be. I've been dreaming about this forever, but I didn't know they had the dog. So you get cool experiences. Um Yeah, and they built their own carrier. Do you guys get to go out and physically help people or are you more in house, like answering, yes, this route's open or here's the reroute? Kind of what's your experience like day to day?
3: Um you know, from, from Chris's experience, is a little different than mine. Um, Chris would be considered uh, an ambassador, whereas I'm actually an employee of the BDR. Um, so my day-to-day looks more like office work. So I'm doing answering emails, looking at Facebook posts and Facebook groups and that kind of thing. Um Chris has, in my opinion, Chris has the more fun job, even though it's not a paid position. (laughs) Um, Being an ambassador is fun. I mean, I think it's cool. You get to go out to these events and these dealerships and, um, you know, tell everybody about the BDR and give presentations and just like help inspire people to get out and ride because, gosh, that's the fun part to me is really just connecting with people and telling them about how cool the BDR is and... and, uh, I think that's the best part. You know, the the office work is, it's fun, it's rewarding, but gosh, being in front of people is awesome.
1: That's yeah. awesome. And that's cool. none that's of cool. us would have, you know, the BDR without the ambassadors and people doing the office work and Ina and I mean, so much goes into before we get to download that track. It's insane how much.
3: It's incredible, you know, work. Yeah. And and there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that people don't realize that needs to happen. And there's also, people don't realize how small the team is. It's like two full-time employees and two part-time employees. And so it's just, we really will rely on the community to help us out with things. And so if you're thinking about volunteering for the BDR, I highly recommend that you get involved
1: because we really would appreciate the extra help. Definitely. Let's help, let's help Nathan and Chris and everybody out because I mean, they just keep making routes and routes and routes. Uh (laughs) It gets more popular, so there's more work to do. It also seems pretty real-time. I mean, as close as you can get the updates through last year, I was amazed at how this section's closed, and it would go from the Facebook group to, uh, I'm not sure, the chain of command. but like, So if you're riding two days behind those people, you don't actually have to go attempt that thing that's closed. I mean, so it's, it's an amazing group of people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I took a ride on Section 3 through uh, Connecticut this past summer, and the bridge that was going to be closed next week, there it was already rerouting around. So they were ahead of schedule on that. Somebody had tipped somebody off. You know, I downloaded the new GPX before I went, like I'm supposed to. So I had the proper... Proper file and <laughs> well, I mean, you follow the rules and you're rewarded sometimes. You get an adventure.
3: You know, I think I think I might remember that particular one, and um, it's kind of interesting. On the East Coast, some more of the man- land managers are getting to know who the BDR is because the BDRs on the East are really popular. Like the Northeast and Mid Atlantic are probably our two most popular BDRs, and. The land managers over there—they're trying to—they're starting to involve us in things, right? So they'll reach actually reach out to me and say, "Hey, we're going to have this bridge construction. Um, here's an alternative," and they'll provide a map with an alternative route. So if we could see more of that kind of thing in the West, the more that we get involved with um, the BLM and the Forest Service and you know people doing that maintenance, gosh, that's going to be so helpful for my job. And it helps keep the community involved Absolutely. too. You know, they know what's going on. It's it's like you said, it's like that. So That's how great. does
1: that happen? Like if we wanted to emulate that out West, how how did, is it just because it's so popular, did they notice the BDR or is it because somebody reached out to them? We have a lot of land out here and I think there's
3: more, because there's more of it, there, there are less awareness of what's going on, on the, the BLM and forest service roads out here in the West. Um, we just have, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles of dirt roads. And so there's more attention, I think, on the East Coast. I think there are folks who are land managers over there are just more aware of, you know, how it might impact people um, because there are less of them. I also think that our name as an organization as BDR is getting more popular with, you know, we just heard from the BLM uh, I think it was a regional office in Nevada that were saying, hey, we want to we want to connect with you guys and we want to help foster that relationship between BLM and, and BDR. So, awesome. yeah, those kind of connections are really what help move us forward in that direction to be like more involved with local land managers, because that's going to help us a ton. We, we really need their advocacy and partnership as we move forward.
1: Yeah. So that we can all keep riding, because I mean that's yep.
3: a lot of those folks at the BLM and Forest Service, they're riders too. They they'll tell us straight up, hey, I've been riding for BDRs for years, and I love what you guys are doing, and we want to help partner with you guys. So we get that a lot. Yeah, that's really great.
1: We appreciate Thank all you. that you you both are doing, and uh, you mentioned Derek. He's awesome, by the way. I love that yes. guy. <laughs> I like Derek. He's great. Hey, totally if there's anybody.
3: If there's anybody that I've learned the most from about public speaking, man, that guy can get up on a mic, and he's got that presence there, yeah, man.
1: We, no kidding. <laughs> he's we had, great. We had him on the podcast. And he took I over. Spoke <laughs> to him for a second. <laughs> Pretty soon, he's asking us the questions. Like, uh-huh. he was so smooth. I'm like,
3: you're awesome, dude. <laughs> he's a natural.
1: Uh, I like him.
0: Yes. And
3: he's so nice, too. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I can't imagine being... Like him and Jocelyn, like, cause they're, as far as like interacting, they're like mirror images. So how outgoing and just amazing. We have an amazing team.
3: And you know, that's the interesting part. He, he, Derek says that a lot. It's a team and it's a team effort. And we have some amazing people at the BDR, yourself included, Cody, man. It's, you know, we, we, we need everybody to help out and, and we have some amazing contributors. So I feel really lucky to be part of the team.
1: Awesome. Feeling is mutual. And uh, <laughs> on a side note, Chris, thanks for uh, doing videos with Nathan. Cause <laughs> yes. uh, last year I attempted to take my wife on the Beamer to Colorado BDR. Um, uh-huh. She, we both looked at the past that we ended up on. and just didn't. So we ended up just having our own adventure, but because, you know, seeing you with Nathan and um, it, it made it so that she was more, App to come with me and see why I'm, you know, leaving for a week. Oh, you just want to go? No, it's not that I want to go. I want to do this and share it with you. So,
2: Aww. yeah, you're welcome. That's so exciting. It's great to see that people are just stepping into this super amazing sport. It's lovely, like being in the middle of nowhere on a motorcycle. You're just like so connected to the earth, so connected to the elements, so connected to your own way of getting through it. So, that's awesome that she's doing, starting to do that with you
1: yeah'm I'm, I'm excited. she likes you know nature hiking and stuff but been a bad smoker forever, so I don't love to hike. I just use my bike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I joke that nobody'll hike with Nathan and I because when once we're on the trail we're like, this would be so fun on a motorcycle, and that's all we can say for the entire trail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this would be such great single track. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my my wife won't let me be a passenger anymore because, like, when she's driving, I stare out the window at the side <laughs> of the road, and I can picture myself riding through the grass <laughs> and up over the hills and stuff.
1: That's great, <laughs> Chappie's in the in the passenger. Yeah, seat, Brad. She'll
0: ask me something, and I just <laughs> won't respond. She'll, "What are you doing?" I'm just imagining I'm riding my bike on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Overactive imagination, probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as a father of two girls, and Cody as well has two girls, it's uh, refreshing to see people like you and Jocelyn and Odessa and Wendy, uh, you know, put forth a good role model, not just for little girls and other women, but for people that are interested in getting into the sport in general. Cause I don't look at it as uh, men and women. It's just a uh, motorcycle rider's a motorcycle rider to me. It doesn't matter where you came from. It just matters that we're all going on two wheels together. I, yeah. I think that speaks volumes for w- what
1: you gals are doing. Because, like I was saying, I've raised two girls, and to me and Chappie, we don't we don't see it until somebody makes a, a deal out of it, right? But mm-hmm. like most of the Females that we talk to about riding, the probably ride circles, jump over you know me and my buddies. So it's just a rider's a rider, and if if you like Mm -hmm. to ride motorcycles, like to get outdoors, I think it's awesome. So I I hope that means that there's progress being made, and and I thank you on that front for for my kids. You know,
2: yeah, I look forward to that day where it's because I I think about like I don't want to necessarily be seen as a woman rider. I just like being a rider it just happens to be right now that that's less common, but I think that's changing and someday that's not even going to need to be a thing anymore. That's my hope.
1: I think, I think that's you're making well. great strides. I, cause like I said, we don't think about it, but somebody yeah. mentioned that. I can't remember. Maybe might have to at this out, if I was in a BDR <laughs> meeting or something, but aren't, aren't, um, female writers like the fastest growing market of,
0: of, Adventures. I see more and more every day. Like even just on the streets around here just, in Massachusetts. Somewhere and it's, it's so like you, more and more, you gals are making a
1: stir because the manufacturers <laughs> are making. Notice, I mean, they're making clothes for you
0: know. I think I just. Well, think they mm-hmm. to they need to the do a better job with the clothes. Um, I mean, Revit and Climb are exceptions. They're exceptions. Twelve hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, that was one bad thing about. Taking the wife to meet Jocelyn because Jocelyn loves climb, <laughs> and they had a fifteen percent off. Ooh. So it cost me twelve hundred dollars to buy the wife <laughs> a Jocelyn snowsuit.
4: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> but she's more inclined to want to ride now, so mm-hmm. it's worth the price.
2: Absolutely, having gear that's like comfortable, that fits well, and that actually you feel like you're going to be protected when you fall changes the experience
0: right but I I have a uh, female coworker, uh Kim just bought a bike and she's getting back into the sport and she wanted to buy a set of boots and she's got a, a just a street bike but the options that she had she was getting so frustrated mm. and unlike uh, people that ride dirt can't buy kids boots because kids don't have street boots mm-hmm. I don't know she was just really really frustrated Tell her to ride ride dirt. climb do a BDR well, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would be the easy thing But <laughs> Well, she ended up getting a pair of Forma boots
1: Okay love the formas. there,
0: Yeah They're Form-fitting <laughs> But yeah, she was a little uh, frustrated with that I mean, in the, the dirt market we, we have it a little bit better
2: For sure Yeah
0: But there's big strides Now,
2: before
1: we let you go I mean, appreciate your time But we've got to ask about the elephant in the room Because we have There's an elephant Somebody that works for the BDR here what's the next route gonna be (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. well
3: we're really excited the next route hasn't been officially announced anywhere but um it is going to be oregon and we're super duper excited to come back to where the whole bdr thing was inspired from um as you know oregon off highway vehicle associations had their own situation or has still their own routes and um maps and website and all that in the state of Oregon. And back in, gosh, I think it was 2008, Paul Gillian, uh, Sterling Noreen, um, uh, gosh, I think there was somebody else, Helge Peterson rode the Route 5 in Oregon, and they filmed it, put up Bryce. a YouTube video. Yeah, and Bryce saw it, and I think that's how that whole thing started, um, was, hey, we want to make one the same thing in Washington. So... The BDR organ- non-profit organization was formed based upon that whole video that was posted by essentially Paul Helge and Sterling. And it to coming back to Oregon is really a monumentous occasion for the BDR. I think it's it's going to be a really special one in the sense of. Um, there's, It's going to be a new route. It's not going to be a copy of anything that's been on the Oregon Off-Highway Vehicle Association's radar. We're doing our own exciting thing in Oregon that I think p- folks are going to be really excited to ride. We're going to see a whole bunch of really great stuff. You know, I can't share a whole lot about routes that are in progress, but I can tell you that it's going to be unique and different and amazing. And I think it showcases what's happening in Oregon um, the diversity of the state, the amazing writing that we've got, the amazing scenery that the state of Oregon has, and people are going to be super excited to come ride it. So we're really excited to release it. That That's is awesome. awesome.
1: I have just one question you may or may not be able to answer, but oh, is Bryce going to get go. more scratches on his FJ cruiser? <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: You know, it's possible. Anything's possible. Um, he might get more scratches on himself, uh, given the way I that it, things went in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know if you guys saw the film yet, but uh, he he hurt yes. his wrist, but uh, he's fine now. He he totally recovered. But uh, that was that was a bummer way to end that trip for him. I hate to see that. <laughs> oh no, Cody, are you still there? Uh, I don't think he I is. Think he froze. More editing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> um, it's always an adventure. I mean, it's motorcycles, podcasting, YouTube. I mean, you guys know
2: uh-huh. technology. There's, yep. <laughs>
0: you plan, yeah. Well, wow. you plan plan something for a shot or something like that, and you know somebody decides to pull up and start talking to you or whatever. Uh-huh. I was going to say I I was uh, I found you guys through Amanda, um, and uh-huh. I also found the the BDR through Amanda when she uh-huh. went to do the cabder. That was the first time I had heard about a BDR.
2: Oh my gosh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so and I had just bought a 2019 BMW 750. I bought the road version because I didn't know about the BDRs. <laughs> so the wife was interested in traveling. On the back, you know, we did a few trips and stuff like that and then I decided uh I need to trade that in for an 850. Nice yeah I got the dual sport and hopefully she'll uh learn on that and we'll go s- explore parts of the northeast together and when she's comfortable maybe we'll head out west and do some of those that's gonna be amazing
3: and you know there's some yes. really great warm up on on the mid atlantic and the northeast b d r there's some great warm up stuff for her
0: yeah there's there's quite a bit in in our area i have a couple of state forests that we can go and uh, a lot of back roads there's a lot of i want to say uh i saw something the other day where 30 percent of the back roads here in massachusetts are dirt so wow that's awesome yeah that's not too bad
3: how far is washington dc from you
0: uh let's see uh when we went to maryland to meet jocelyn it was six hours on the road time it took us about eight okay stops wow. and stuff so and i think we were about halfway between baltimore and dc so maybe seven seven hours i was going to say i was going to recommend my friend
3: bj with uh dc dirt camp if she's interested in dirt bike training
0: bj's great that one yeah it it would be worth the trip Mm -hmm. yeah because it's either that or uh i jokingly said last week that uh cody's been giving me a hard time about it i says you know i've been researching this you know other than sticking her in a box and sending her to Jocelyn for for a
2: week. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but Jocelyn told her, uh, you know, she she actually invited us to dinner after the event and uh so we sat there for 2 hours with Chad and Jocelyn and Chad had his book with all the BDR pictures the excitement in their voices as they were flipping through the pages and Jocelyn knew exactly where every picture was taken. And I think that just made the wife even more want to learn. And that was probably the best trip that I've taken the wife on for our motorcycle future.
2: I think that's got her really
0: inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember way back before our honeymoon trip, we went and saw Tad and Gala who were, just back from riding to South America. And that was a really mm-hmm. good experience for us because we'd never done any extended motorcycle time together, really. And so getting to hear like some of the do's and don'ts from a couple that had just survived like a trip South. was really helpful. And that she only took wow. two pair of underwear with her. <laughs> that was an eye opener. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Did they do the, the throw it away and buy new <laughs> or like clean it, <laughs> clean it every two days? <laughs> I think it
2: was the cleaning. <laughs> you got to wear one and clean one. That Dang. was it.
0: <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause I, I, I've heard, I've heard that story where, uh, you go and it's like you wear stuff for till it starts to get dirty and then you toss it in the bin and go into Walmart and buy some new.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think that could get expensive if you're going on a long trip though. that's not my
1: adventure for sure (laughs) sorry that I left you guys Uh, anytime we do BDR stuff I was a little nervous I mean wanted this to go well so I must have kicked the power cord out of the wall with (laughs) tapping my knee so I mean what I'm saying is Chris and Nathan you're you're rock stars to me movie stars to me Yes. (laughs) I was just figuring that you heard what you wanted to hear about Oregon and then you're
3: like ah I'm out guys see you later yeah that's it I'm I'm yeah, done with Oregon. Yeah, because Nathan
0: it. was just about to – he was just talking to you when you left. Was just gonna- I
1: know. I was totally enthralled. And then, like, <laughs> 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 What did Ian say? Cody must have gone for a ride while we're talking. Oh, God, that was so funny. <laughs> no, I, I hope to get up and uh, bump into you guys sometime. Damn. That'd be great. We did part. I did we did part
3: of the Utah BDR on one of our honeymoons, and um, gosh, I'm amazed how uh, the state of Utah is an awesome place, and I would totally move there if I could. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh!
1: You better hurry. <laughs> Everybody else is. <laughs> it's
3: been discovered.
1: <laughs> I was like, babe, this. I don't mean this bad, but. Today we're driving home. I'm, Babe, I thought we, because we went to California in January, I'm like, I thought, I thought we left California, honey. are we home? <laughs> <laughs> we're just traffic jams and, <laughs> but it is beautiful mm. state. And uh, that's the thing about the BDRs is it shows you, I've lived in Utah my whole life pretty much. And I didn't know any of, hardly any of these places the BDR took me, yeah. you know, and I've lived here forever. It's so cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do a good job of selecting the, the communities and the places to go through. I, I know where they're coming through on the Northeast one. I haven't ridden the whole thing, but a lot of the towns I'm familiar with because I've lived here my whole life. It just, I, I played hockey. So I got to travel around and as a kid and see a lot of those places, you know, from the, the road, but I'm looking forward to seeing it from the dirt. You want to go, pretty boy? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty boy. (laughs) I don't know. Let's go sit in the box. That old reference. (laughs) That's where I belonged in hockey. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to put you in the sin bin.
1: (laughs) That's where I like it. Five minute break. But Nathan and Chris, if if you do another honeymoon ride or whatever, anytime you come to Utah, please just tip Mm -hmm. me up. We will, for sure. I'll take you to dinner or whatever. I need to do Lockhart Basin. So maybe that's a good. Yes. That's a good excuse. Yes, oh.
2: definitely.
1: That is a great excuse. Don't go I've with Cody. He does it at night. Promised my wife twice now that I won't do it at night.
2: <laughs> good call. <laughs> so solo. So much
1: cooler though. It's so much. Yes, solo. That was insane. That's when you learn when the BDR says it's an expert section, they mean <laughs> it. So many yes. trails we go on. It says, oh, black diamond, double diamond. And you get done and you're like, what? You know, what's the big deal? Um, solo on a fully loaded bike. Listen to the BDR when they yeah, say it's that. it's different. And I'm not saying don't do it, but they say it for a reason. Like Chris was saying. You just go up at your first time. <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
2: <laughs> Why not start with the experts? Why, no? Why not? <laughs>
1: It's a it's a good way to work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking your uh, Friday evening and spending it with us. And- yes, thank you so much. Oh, we are super thrilled to be here.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been great to talk to both of you. Thanks so much for having us on.
1: Anytime. You're welcome to come back anytime. Yes. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cody, that was a pretty awesome it interview. It sure uh, that was. That was a lot of fun. Oh. As I've said to you many, many times, uh, they're two of my favorite people from YouTube, Instagram. Uh, Chris's just joy of riding and being with motorcycles is so evident. I mean, she was so much fun. Nathan uh, surprised me. He was a lot funnier than uh, I thought, you know. Like Chris says, she's the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, the but, comic relief. Uh, Nathan family. was pretty funny, yeah, too. Yeah, no,
1: they are great people. And as you know, they're near and dear to my heart, too, because it's, it's really, truly Nathan's fault that I became an ambassador. I thought he'd say, like, you need to ride a couple more years and come back, you know, something to that effect. And he's all, no, go for it, man. Just, just do it. And I'm like, oh, crap. Just do it. Crap. <laughs> okay. But it was a good thing in the end. Yeah. Just great. People, they, uh I don't know, we heard some fun stories, and uh, they do a lot for the community. So, I they was do. honored to have them, right?
0: Not just the BDR and stuff like that. They're usually at giant loop rallies and all kinds of things. Not to mention, they are ambassadors uh, for Moto Camp Nerd, one of our pseudo sponsors. Yes. Uh, everybody knows that listens to the podcast all the time. That we have a discount code throttled ADV. If you use that at Motocamp Nerd or our one of our main sponsors, uh, Moto Tomic, that you can save on your purchase. Hell yeah! And everyone likes to save money on cool stuff. Duh. Yeah, I mean, Motocamp Nerd is a store built for the motorcycle camper. Yeah, it's built
1: for you, for me,
0: and people like us. So the the ADV community, or even you know the the on-road campers if you enjoy camping off your motorcycle this is definitely a website that you need to check yes out. so head on over to motocampnerd.com
1: you know what i think of every time we talk about that some of our first conversations when i was trying to um, talk you into camping with with bob and you're like <laughs> i remember this like it was yesterday but i have bob's stuff i can't fit a tent like I got Bob's clothes. Well, Sherry, I mean, I call her Bob now. You messed that up forever. Yeah, but I know. It. Sorry, Sherry.
0: <laughs> and we laughed about that the whole time we were at Bob's BMW. <laughs> that's right. that picture I sent. She's yeah, like, that's perfect. Hands to the air, mm-hmm. you know, reaching for My the My dealership. Sign. Here we are, at Bob's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's your
0: picture, Cody.
1: <laughs> so I just remember that when you know, and so Motocamp nerd can help. People that ride on on the street to go camp too, save some space and a little bit of weight. So, you know, yes. your gal or whatever can bring more stuff.
0: Yeah. And they're all quality products. Definitely. Because
1: we hate products that aren't quality. Then you just have to buy quality stuff later.
0: And another nice thing about Moto Camp Nerd is if you're not sure, you can ask questions and he's more than happy to answer them because he is a moto camper himself. Yes. So he has the experience. And
1: don't well. forget your gas can hoodie.
0: Yes. Uh, if you go out at a he's got shirts, hats, gas Stickers. can hoodie, which is the greatest hoodie in the world. It is.
1: And it's got a pocket that I just found out today is big enough to hold another one of our sponsors stuff. You can fit a throttled <laughs> adventures, adventure fuel bag in this pocket. On the front of the gas can, oh. <laughs> Trust me, I tried it. <laughs> yes.
0: And then he also has dry bags. He's got a 10 liter and a 40 liter. The 40 liter is a top load. You don't have to stuff it all oh, the way so down. Nice. It's like when you lay it down lengthwise on, on the ground or, or wherever you are, it opens, basic, I guess you'd say side when you think about roll bags.
1: Yeah. It's exactly the opposite of those stupid BMW luggage that came with my BMW. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to put that out there. I digress. (laughs) You can ask in the comments. If you really want to know, I'll tell you. (laughs) What comments? (laughs) Exactly, Shh, Shh. I was fooling them.
0: (laughs) Yes. Also, if you head to Highway 40 Roasting Company, you can pick up a bag of 12 ounces of ground or bean coffee that is freshly roasted when you place your order.
1: How many people can say you Three get fresh? Three bean
0: adventure fuel. Freshly
1: roasted when yeah. you order. And he takes that real serious. Damon's awesome.
0: So Also
1: a motorcycle yes. adventurer.
0: Uh, right. And there are links to all of these sponsors in every podcast. Yes, especially
1: the next one we're going to mention because – we can't tell you how to spell it, so it's in the link description. I call it B Moto.
0: Chappie calls it. Uh it's bootyche.com. Yes.
1: But to spell that, just go to the link below. But I think it's B O O T E E C H A Y. I believe you're I right. Think. If I'm wrong, I s i am so sorry. But it will be correct in the link. Yes. But they can fix your bike when you codiize it.
0: codiize it? Is that what we're calling <laughs> <Yeah>. it now? <laughs>
1: My wife asked me, I've got I've got scratches down my pant leg like you know like some threads are coming out in a straight line or something. And uh, she goes, "What did you do pants. to your pants?" I don't know, I must have cody eyes. <laughs> I'm going to have to send them to B Moto to get fixed. <laughs> they do No, pants? they don't do pants. They do suspension <laughs> though that can help you from crapping your pants. They
0: do suspension. They do. They do suspension, they can do performance modifications or rebuilds. Yeah, thank God. And uh, just about thank anything. Thank God. <laughs> they will be in studio with us in probably about three to four weeks. You'll find out all about what happened to Cody. Yeah, we're going to
1: listen so to him. We're really Can't not going to. Listen to him. and don't take this the wrong way, but Pete, uh, Paco Pete and Paul have been fondling my parts, and I want to make sure they got them back together well. <laughs> Please don't take that the wrong way. I'm talking my bike parts, you sick people. (laughs) I'll ask Pete if that was okay.
0: And we also want to let everybody know that uh, during February, we took all the money that we gained on Patreon, and we're sending that to go roughly, and we said we were going to match it. And we're
1: definitely doing that. we're not matching it, are we? We're doing that and then something else.
0: Yes. Times four, something like that?
1: I'm not good at math. Yeah, so
0: what we did was we raised $25, which isn't bad in our first month because it wasn't really a whole month. Really, Patreon was uh, launched in the second week, I think, of February. And
1: we can't thank you enough for your support, seriously.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, So the people that have donated on Patreon – uh, we received $25 in the month of February. What we are going to do is we are going to match that and then some. So, uh, the total amount we will be sending over to go roughly is going to be $125. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to quadruple our match because we were, we were hoping to send them at least $100. Yeah. So,
1: and you know, we're paying it forward for. A good cause you know these people support us and we're absolutely supporting that and I, I think it's a good thing all the way around but we appreciate you know your support for just uh keeping us going and taking your time and hard-earned money to say cheers guys keep going so it means the world
0: yeah and if you're new here and you don't know what we're talking about with the go roughly uh we had jess and greg from go roughly on the podcast and they're traveling around the world over the next 18 months to raise money for girl up which is a worldwide organization it teaches young girls and young women how to be leaders uh, leaders in society
1: it's good stuff and they're taking their dog on the motorcycle
0: yes so if you haven't if you haven't listened to that podcast check out our previous episodes and find that one and uh all the information is there and if you feeling bad about missing out on the the donation you can always go to their website and help out there yes definitely they they would appreciate it and
1: it's a it's a cool thing you can also follow along i just uh, saw this and started last week following if you go to go roughly around the world uh you can literally like see their gps thing i don't know if it's like to the second where they're at but pretty much shows you where they've been and where they're at so that's kind of fun. I thought it was a cool idea. That's cool. They so can see where your dollars yes, are going. And
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, they were going to hope to come back maybe in the fall, uh, early winter or something like that and let us know how I things can't are wait going. I'm so.
1: not going to let them wait that long. I'll be back soon, guys. Stay tuned. I'm dying to know how this is going.
0: <laughs> so, we want to thank you for listening, uh, your support listening to every episode or any episode is it's just an honor to us i don't know the yeah i i'm having a loss for words because um the growth of the podcast over the last two to three months has been staggering um and we want to thank each and every one of you that clicks play on the episode um that is great and it just uh It makes us want to bring more and more better content and bigger guests and, you know, useful
1: information. And if you have any ideas or questions, you can hop on Discord, Throttle Adventures Discord, and you can leave us questions because, I mean, Jeff, he's really smart and I get lucky once in a while, but we can't think of every topic to talk (laughs) about. So,
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, if you love the, if you like the podcast, hop on in the Discord because there's throttle junkies over in there. Uh, we talk about all things people post pictures of their adventures and stuff like that. You know, sometimes they post things that they might not want to post on Instagram or whatever. Some of them might not even be on Instagram, yeah. but you know, you can ask questions if you have questions about camping. There are our expert campers in there. Uh, There's people riding KLRs, V-Stroms, BMWs. We got a guy in there that just bought a, what, 1290 KTM? Yeah. Is that what he – yeah. Yeah, so there's all walks of life. We got people from Canada, people from all over the U.S. So come on in and have fun. great community. You can ask questions for the upcoming guests and whatnot. There's also, as we mentioned, uh, Patreon. Uh, You get – listen to the episodes early you get depending on your level you can watch a live sh- recording i guess you would call it it's not like a live stream you get to watch the recording of the episode unedited as it happens and then yeah, so you got to bring your big you girl know, everybody else. to that one because you never know everybody, what can happen live oh, everybody else gets to uh, listen to it after it's been edited
1: Yeah, so you'll see what Chappy, poor Chappy, has to go through some weeks in real time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Chappy, it's not on purpose. To experience uh,
0: Paco, (laughs) look at his face. Look at his face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's there's a great community. So I feel like this is where we say thank you for being our end screen crew. Yeah. Oh wait, that's copyrighted. Sorry. Yes. I just thought of that because poor Amanda is having a Cody adventure right
0: now. A lot of people use that actually. Well Chase On Two oh, Wheels really? uses it too.
1: Hmm. Okay, well then I won't feel bad when I start using it. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah. Amanda's having a rough go of it right now.
0: I see. I think things are turning I
1: told her to turn around. Better, I said so? you're just Cody eyes that crap right now. I don't turn around, trust me. It'll it'll get different. I didn't tell her it'll get better because I can't guarantee that. <laughs> but mm. she's a trooper. And I love, like you said, she's sharing it. Anyway, I'm, I digress. We need to let our listeners get back to their next episode of Throttled Adventures that they're going to skip you.
0: <laughs> All righty. So thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Chappie. He's Cody. And
1: brap the crap on. And thank you so much, Nathan and Chris, for joining us. That was amazing.